Hello and welcome to a new podcast from BNP Paribas Wealth Management. I am Edmund Shing, Chief Investment Officer. Today we are going to tackle the question I get a lot from clients at the moment. Is the AI-fueled bubble of today like the dot-com bubble of 2000? What I want to say is that I don't think it's exactly like 2000. There are some similarities, but I would not go as far as to say we are seeing an epic investment bubble of the sort that we experienced around 2000 in this dot-com boom and then, of course, subsequent bust. So I want to take this two ways. Let's look at the similarities and then the differences between the situation today and the situation back at the end of the 90s. First of all, let's look at the similarities. Clearly today, first of all, there is a lot of euphoria around artificial intelligence and around the profits and benefits that artificial intelligence will bring to society and, of course, to companies. And that can be reflected in, for instance, huge flows into exchange-traded funds focused on technology or even on the Magnificent Seven stocks. We have also seen huge option flows, for instance, buying of call options on these Magnificent Seven stocks, hoping to profit from further price advances. If you look at the ETF flows, just this year alone in 2024, you know, in less than two months, we have seen already $12.6 billion invested into tech sector funds and ETFs, and another $1.9 billion just in AI-focused ETFs and funds. So really huge inflows, both into the stocks and into funds focused on this very narrow mega cap tech segment of the market on the back of this euphoria over artificial intelligence. The second similarity the valuations of these magnificent seven mega cap technology stocks, like, of course, NVIDIA, Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, Tesla, and so on, have expanded quite substantially over the last year or so. Let me give you two comparisons. Firstly, the end of 2018, and secondly, the end of 2022. Both at the end of 2018 and at the end of 2022, the magnificent seven stocks together on aggregate were valued on a PE ratio looking forward of 20 times. Today, 29 times, so nearly a 50% expansion in the valuation of these stocks since the end of 2022 in just over one year. So this is really quite extreme in terms of expansion of valuation and suggests that, yes, there is a lot of optimism that is now baked into the share prices of the magnificent seven tech stocks today. And to give you some comparison, 29 times PE today for the Magnificent Seven compares to only 17 times for the equally weighted S&P 500 and 15.8 times for the S&P 400 mid-caps. So the valuation difference between these tech leaders and the rest of the US market is actually quite dramatic. And this similar can be said if you compare the Magnificent Seven tech stocks to stock markets in the rest of the world. So this valuation difference has expanded and is very wide today. We should also note that there has been huge performance of some of the leaders in this technology space. Since the beginning of November 2023, so that is four months ago, more or less, NVIDIA, the clear leader of this trend, has risen 86%. So it's very strong performance, but it's actually not the strongest performer. If we look at ARM Semiconductors, the recently relisted semiconductor royalty company, this has gone up 173% in the US since the beginning of November last year. And Supermicrocomputer, 
has done even better, up 227% to date since the 1st of November. So there are a number of these leading technology companies, which one assumes are benefiting dramatically from AI and the investment in AI today. And you've seen massive performance in just four months. So that is quite dramatic and does echo some of what we saw, the sharp run-up of the technology stocks and the dot-com stocks back in the end of 1999 and going into early 2000. Remember the peak for the NASDAQ 100 back then in the midst of the dot-com bubble was in March 2000. And we then saw a very prolonged decline for the NASDAQ of over 70% from peak from March 2000 down to the end of 2002. But let's look at some of the differences, having looked at some of the similarities, because there are quite a lot of differences as well. Firstly, earnings momentum. What I mean by this, if we look at the large cap technology sector, these have all shown very strong positive earnings momentum. So the earnings forecasts of companies like NVIDIA and Google and Meta and Microsoft have gone up dramatically over the last few months. Take the case of NVIDIA. From May the 1st last year until today. In May the 1st, the forecast earnings per share figure for profits of NVIDIA was at $5 back then. Today, the equivalent figure is nearly $25. So again, in well under a year, the earnings forecast for NVIDIA have expanded by nearly five times. So that is massive. But let us not forget that, again, NVIDIA has been the clear winner from investment in AI following the huge success of ChatGPT. And this is shown not only in NVIDIA sales, but obviously in NVIDIA's profits. And therefore, analysts have been obliged to revise higher their forecasts for earnings for NVIDIA, given the very strong quarterly results it's produced quarter after quarter in the last year or so. If we look at the Magnificent Seven as a whole, we can calculate an aggregate earnings forecast number back in May last year, which was $415. For the Magnificent Seven Group today, you're now standing at $621 for forecast earnings. So for the group as a whole, earnings forecasts have expanded by something like 50% in this period of about nine months. So it's, again, quite dramatic. That is a very big difference, that a lot of the price movement has actually can actually be explained by the improvement in underlying profits, which are the fundamentals. So not just about hype, but also backed by fundamentals. Valuation, secondly, while they have expanded a lot, as I said, to 29 times for the Magnificent Seven, are still far, far lower than the peak valuations reached back in the dot-com boom of 2000. Back then, the NASDAQ 100 PE, so the this is the tech-heavy index, which best represents, I think, tech today and back then, the PE valuation was over 100 times by late 1999. Today, in contrast, the same PE valuation for the NASDAQ 100 stands at less than 26 times. So yes, you might argue it's expensive, but it is nowhere near the peak valuations seen back in 2000. I would also add that the speculative element is a lot less frothy today than it was in 2000. For instance, back then, the number of initial public offerings, new companies coming to market, which were not profitable, were enormous back then. It seemed that anyone with a dot-com, an internet-related business model, could float their companies on public stock markets at ridiculous valuations back in 2000. Today, in contrast, the IPO flow is actually still relatively modest. 
so they're still low. And we can see as well, if we look at the venture capital sector, that the amount of capital being invested in the technology sector has deflated substantially since 2021 in the post-COVID era. And again, is nowhere near the sort of crazy levels of investment in tech that was being seen back in 2000. This can be illustrated very clearly by the fact that if we look at non-profitable technology companies in the US, these have fallen in share price terms by 68% from the peak that they reached back in early 2021. So in fact, if anything, the bubble, particularly non-profitable tech companies, which saw a massive run up in 2000, they peaked this time around, back in early 2021, in the aftermath of the COVID pandemic uh, lockdowns and reopenings. And since then, have fallen 68%. So the level of speculation, particularly in the smaller non-profitable technology companies, the startups, is far, far lower today than back then. So if I was to summarise the similarities and the differences, Mark Twain said that history never exactly repeats, but it does rhyme. What this means is you do see some similarities to today with history, notably, for instance, the year 2000. But there are still many differences. So we should not read across exactly from one period back then to today, because it's never as simple as that. I do think there is a speculative element relating to AI in stock markets at the moment. It may well be that the technology sector may not continue to outperform and may actually underperform, as I would expect, over the coming years because of the elevated valuations and the very high expectations now placed on the sector by investors at this point in time. But that does not mean that we're going to see a massive deflation in the valuations and share prices of the tech sector as a whole that we saw back between March 2000 and the end of 2002. Today is somewhat different. I do think the biggest difference of all is that artificial intelligence will be a revolution and will deliver really quite big gains in productivity in terms of economic and in terms of economic growth and in terms of the way that businesses run. I think that will change quite substantially thanks to AI. But there are still some speculative elements that maybe do need to calm down a bit because what I think may be true is that these benefits may take longer to appear thanks to AI than investors are thinking at the moment, that they may have got the timescale wrong. They expect the benefits to arrive tomorrow. But the reality is for most companies, it will take somewhat longer than that. Thank you very much for listening to this weekly podcast from BNP Paribas Wealth Management. Please like, share and subscribe to this podcast and to the series of podcasts. For other research on market strategy and investment themes, please search on the internet for BNP Paribas Wealth Market Strategy. Thank you. And until next week, goodbye.